Sisters, but not by birth. Family, but not by DNA. David and Adam are two of a kind, and they want to borrow some of your day to talk into your ear holes about midi chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. They're unrelated at birth, like most people who aren't related. Unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in a brotherly way. Now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. And welcome everybody back into another great and phenomenal unrelated at birth as always you've got the one the only the golden voice of the south the human jukebox dave adams coming to you live and in living color from the top of the state of alabama that's right in madison alabama in the unrelated at birth podcast studios and as always i have brought along my friend he was typing on his computer and texting from the house of mouse <laughs> from saint cloud from the middle of Florida, not Nashville, Tennessee, the one, the only, the phenomenal brother, Adam Joseph Russell. What's going you can on, count sir? Florida is a country music state. We're half of Florida Georgia line, right? Do we get to claim just, that? Just because of that? No. <laughs> John no. Anderson. John Anderson. How about John Anderson? Do we get to claim roll, John Anderson? Roll, roll, Seminole wind. <laughs> roll like you're never gonna roll again. It's blue, but it's all good. It's all That's good. one. You blew it. That's one. That's one what? Me one singing. Song? Well, and officially, I'll have to go back. We said th- we would make it 30 seconds into the show before one of us sang. No, I'll no, 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 no. have to go back and see what the specific timestamp was. Well, yeah, we could do that, that. But the 30 seconds was the one last time joke. Or oh, that was for one last. Okay. Well, yeah. who knows? You may have done 30 seconds on something you didn't intend to. So, anyway, it's going to be exciting. Tell everybody what we're doing and why singing might be something that happens frequently tonight, Dave. So this is the last Bracket Madness Challenge that we are going to do. And this one, if you thought last week got to some uh, discussions, (laughs) just get ready, y'all. This week is going to be crazy. This one is near and dear to mine and Adam's heart. I understand that, that some of you might not like country music. And if you don't, if this isn't your cup of tea, Thank you for listening to us. We'll we'll talk to you next week about something that's probably going to be your cup of tea. But this week is something that Adam and I are very passionate about. We've had multiple shows about it. We've had multiple discussions about it, and it's country music. We are finally we are taking eight uh, classic country artists, eight groups or duos. We did twelve. 90s country because we did a play in with the 90s country and we did eight of the modern you see air quotes on on the facebook modern country that's so we're going that's for luke bryan we're going to bring it down (laughs) and see who is the best country music artist of all time according to our brackets let's just go ahead and do this first we haven't done this any week Adam, give me your prediction on who you think wins this whole thing. Oh, oh man. 
I would not be in the least bit surprised if Alabama makes their way out of here. Because we tend to be homer on these brackets a little bit. I would not be surprised if they ended up making it through. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised at Garth. Anything else um, I think is a toss-up at this point. I, we'll just see, have to see I, how it plays out. I probably am I'm going to say George Strait. I don't know how you didn't I wouldn't say, be surprised at George either. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had to leave something for you to say. I can't say all of it. I don't. And here, here's the surprise. I don't think we're going to see Hank Sr. make it out of the classic country. Hmm. Interesting. There's only one way to find out. I will, I will say this. There are people watching us on Facebook. Oh, there's Carrie. Carrie's late. He said ear holes finally. The there show's finally started. Okay. Uh, I, I, there are people watching us live on Facebook and YouTube right now. If you're listening to us on podcasts and you don't get a chance to watch us, join us every Tuesday night, 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. We do all this Facebook or YouTube live. There will be some discussion tonight, and there will be a lot of ties. <laughs> so, well, oh, Carrie said it had to go hunt down Funko Pops. Oh, do tell. Funkos? Anyway, so Trip but, Report and Funko Funko Pops. That's next week, right? Next week, so, right. So, but I want to say to anybody who this isn't their cup of tea with country music, I promise you the discussion alone will be worth it. I, I had a little bit of remorse after last week that I spent so much energy on the Superman versus Captain America discussion because I should have saved every ounce of argumentation I had inside of my being for tonight. Oh, it is going be to be needed. I know, but I, I should have saved it. I should have saved all of it. There are, and so we are going to rely heavily on the people commenting tonight because there will be ties. There will be many times where we have to look to our, our listeners to say, just like last who, week, yeah, who breaks this tie. Uh, yeah. So, sorry, we couldn't get Garth Brooks to join us this week. I tried. <laughs> he was busy. He was busy with Trisha. You know, they were, they were doing some home thing. Some it's like Miss Yearwood. Home decorating. It's, it's Miss Yearwood. Trisha. Get it right. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, no. Garth never Trisha. calls her Trisha. Well, I was there when uh, at the Garth Trisha concert when um, he was done and took a break, and then she came out on the stage, and everybody sat down. And I no was, one really cared anymore. So, Trisha. I, w- I was there where <laughs> Trisha came out, and everyone screamed and went, ah! No. Um, Not in Orlando, baby. It's all uh, about the Garth down here. I said, did you try Chris Gaines? I didn't. We did. He was unavailable. I did. I called him. He was unavailable. Okay. He was in like an emotional phase right now. He's trying to re-dye his hair black. You know. Yeah. Jeffrey says every tie <laughs> is a vote for Randy Travis. Let me go ahead and, and put this out there. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Randy Travis is my favorite country music artist of all time. Hands down, point blank, the man can do no wrong. But he's not on this bracket because he's not really a 90s country star. He was more 80s. And and I don't feel the names that were on this 80, the 90s list were more influential in the 90s than Randy Travis was. I mean, honestly, he's been too gone for too long. I told you so. <laughs> well, it's too late to turn back now, so... <laughs> Well, we'll just we'll leave that one in the you know, we'll leave that joke digging up bones forever and ever amen. <laughs> and we'll go and look on the other hand and maybe the storms of life will be in there. So Okay. Wow, there dude. we go. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, you body slammed that one, man. Good job. <laughs> that was awesome. I've owned every I own every Randy Travis uh, CD there is. My very sure. first my very first tape was the Randy Travis Storms of Life tape that nice. my uh, my papa bought me when I was two years old. Wow. Not two. Well, no, I was probably five. I was five. But so okay. Whoa, Tracy Lawrence never heard of him until the bracket. I okay. So let's let's get this part out of the way. Adam made me put Tracy Lawrence on there. I did. Come I'm on, not a Tracy Birmingham. Fan. Come on, pay me mm. in Birmingham, Texas Tornado. Come on, man. Those those were some of the best songs to slow dance to at a country bar back in the day, man. Tracy Lawrence knew where it was at. Okay. All right. He so understood. he understood gonna... stories about life, unlike Chris Stapleton. You mean songs about me and who I am? Yes. Songs about loving and living in good-hearted women and family and family God. Family and God, yes. <laughs> All right. So, are we going to start this with the 90s play-in bracket, or are we going to start it with the classic country? Uh, it starts with the 90s play-in bracket. All right. Well, let's, let's get it popping, as the, oh, wait, as the wait, Gen Z wait. says. There's one thing missing from the show. Okay. I have to gear up. Okay. 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 You ready? Now we can do this. Now I'm ready. I'm in the right mindset, and let's do this thing. Okay. You have a comment. Go ahead and say it. No, no. Let's. And let's you knew it was coming, and you still have a comment. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Let's get this thing. Let's see. Application window. Where is it? Right here. All righty. 90 play in. 90s play in. Starts All right. off with Shania Twain versus Colin Ray. Hey, let's get. Hold up. Hold up. Let's get the. Can we get oh, the, 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 yeah, I got the names off of there? Okay, perfect. There All right. Shania All right. Twain versus Colin <laughs> Ray. Carrie, oh my, let's just make this an every week look with yeah. you with the, the cowboy hat is what I'm thinking. Sure. That's going to that's gonna happen, Carrie. That's going to happen. All right. Can I do this? Uh... All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Howdy, partner. Colin Ray, got? to me... Th- just because I know Shania Twain is the single greatest selling woman from Canada artist of all time, but I will say this, Adam. Yeah, Shania is a great singer. She put on a great concert here in Huntsville, but Colin Ray was the '90s tenor voice for me. Yeah. Colin Ray, Brian White, Vince Gill. Um, sure. I, my vote went to Shania in this on this bracket, but I, I think Colin Ray is is a, a big deal, and he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah, the, I agree with that. And and you look at songs like Little Rock, really not that different. That's my story. I mean, those are like those were your jams back in the day, you know? Right. And hey, hey, oh oh oh, I thought I was on. I thought oh, I moved yeah. on. I thought it was over. I thought I moved on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the first country raps that ever existed, right? But right. I, you look at you look at my pick would be for Colin Ray, and I know that there's not um not gonna it's not gonna work out that way, but my vote would be for Colin Ray because of songs like Little Rock. Well, I know and, I disappeared. Yeah, it's like her, her stuff went from like it started off. What was that first song she released? I can't even remember the name of it now. Which one? I can't even remember the name of it. Oh, any man of mine. And, Who's and been it of your like, boots been under? Yeah, it it, it was always engineered just right 
to make her popular. And then as soon as she got really big, she took off with come on over and all that stuff, man. She just left it behind and she became so pop. I, I, I don't like the trajectory. So I would have gone Shania, but Are you the results gone? say, no, I would have gone uh, Colin Ray, but the results say different. It's uh 73, 27 for Shania Twain. So the Twain train rolls on. All right. Choo choo. Next one. Martina McBride versus Clint Black. So our vocal versus the electric elect de-electrified man. Which I voted I voted for Martina here just because of her uh, her power diva voice. But Clint Black to me was pure country. Yeah. And and his uh, when I said I do with his wife uh, duet was amazing. Sure. But to me Clint Black made it big on an Eagles hit Desperado. Mm. Martina made it big on her own hits. Sure. So I, I vote Martina. Yeah, I voted Martina too. I, I love "Like the Rain." That's one of my favorite country songs. Never like the rain really till But I you put that up against "Concrete Angels" and and or "Wild Angels" and um, "Concrete Angels" one too, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Anyway, um, and "Independence Day" and those other ones, and she, I think Martina McBride um, pulls away, but. As happens on our show on these brackets quite often, the audience speaks, and Clint Black actually passed Martina McBride 55 to 45. So she goes on to face Reba, I think it is. No, Clint Black goes on to face Reba. That's right. All right. Martina goes down, and Clint Black leaves her seeing nothing but the taillights. So so would we say that uh, Martina went like Lila McCann? Down, came to Blackbird. You're talking in riddles now, Dave. All right. Oh, th- this whole week is this whole show is going to be all of that. <laughs> I love it. All right, so now you've got Garth versus Tracy Lawrence. The the one I don't think was seated way too low versus the one I made you put in the bracket. Actually, we made play in brackets just because Tracy Lawrence wasn't listed anywhere. So Dave defied me by putting it up against Garth and said, "Now pick Tracy Lawrence." <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose, and you know I that. Know you did. I know um, you did. It needs not be said, Garth. I mean, all the way, yeah. Unfortunately, like I said, Tracy Lawrence has a lot of good hits, especially ones that we danced to back in the day, but Garth carries it, and the audience agrees it was 100% to zero because no one knows who Tracy Lawrence is. Apparently not. Next, you got Tim McGraw versus Kenny Chesney. Now, these two are best friends in real life. They both have gone the way they started pure country, and then have gone the way of the pop country, even when Kenny has gone the way of the reggae country. Mm-hmm. Um, my vote is Tim McGraw just because of what he's meant for country music. I think Kenny yeah. Chesney has meant a lot for the Jimmy Buffett country music genre. Um, sure. Because of that, they can get out of here. So Tim McGraw. <laughs> I, I, I voted for Tim as well, although actually no, I voted for Kenny Chesney on this one. I'm sorry, I um, have become a fan of his again with some of the more recent stuff like Song of the Saints and stuff like that that's come out. I've enjoyed it a little bit more than I have Tim's latest stuff, but Tim's got Everywhere and um, all of that old stuff, Heart Don't Forget, and all that kind of stuff. It's hard, but I, I went with Cherokee Kenny Outlaw. I, yep, exactly. Yeah, I've come to appreciate a lot of his newer stuff, so I went with Kenny, but. 82 to 18, the crowd that's, picks Tim. That shocks me a little bit. I did not yeah. think it would be that one-sided. Significant blowout. 
All right. So that sets the stage for our 90s bracket, which we're going to do in a little bit. But right now we've got to take it way back to classic country with the ones that grandma and grandpa used to do. Tell me about the good old days, right? Yes, sir. I know that was the Judds, but still. All right. First up, you got the number one seed, Hank Williams Sr. versus the number eight seed, Waylon Jennings. Yep. Real quick, Carrie Lowe says, man, if you ever got to go to a Kenny Chesney college bar show, those were fun. I I totally agree. I got to go to one. Uh, he was sponsored by Corona, um, and, and he did it Sounds at the, right. the, yeah, the bar there on the Strip in Tuscaloosa. It was awesome. Halfway through the show, he was drunk as a skunk. But I mean, he he played it like he was at an old frat bar, and nice. it was it was it was fun, just okay. to see him get blame it all on his roots. <laughs> he he didn't show up in boots though. I was gonna say yeah. All right, so so for classic country, first up, Hank Williams Sr., Waylon Jennings. Thoughts, Dave? It's with this one right here. It says junior. It should be senior. Um, with oh, no, this it says one. Senior. Does it? That says Jr. Oh, it says Junior on the. You're right on the picture. On the picture, uh, yeah. But w- with this one right here, I have to vote Senior just because of what he meant for country music. He pop. He was the first one to truly popular popularize country music. Waylon had great hits. We sing. We we know him every week when you watch the Dukes of Hazard. Just some good old boys, you know. He 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 yep. had that great sound. But I don't think he is better than Senior here. Um, so I'm going to go end up going here with Hank Williams Senior as well. And my dad had left a uh, a voicemail for us. Hey guys, uh, I have a story related to your uh, podcast tonight uh, concerning my dad. Uh, back in his younger days, before I was even a twinkle in his eyes, he was a body and fender man, and he was living in Chattanooga. And he was quite an accomplished harmonica player. And one of the guys whose car he repaired uh, came to the body shop and heard him playing the harmonica while they were on break or he wasn't busy. And uh, he was a show host on a local radio station there in Chattanooga. And they used to have a group of guys that would come and play musical instruments um, sometimes on the weekend, sometimes in the evening and everything, and he invited him to come play with the guys. So he played with them off and on, and um, one day the guy called him and, and asked him to uh, come help him out, that uh, he would tell him who he would be playing with when he got there. So when he got there, he, uh, the guy played the song that he was going to be playing the harmonica in, and my dad said, that's a Hank Williams song. And he said, yeah. And he said, well, who, who's going to be playing it? And he said, um, he's on his way, and the person that was supposed to come and play for him uh, came down sick. So Hank Williams walked into the radio studio. My dad was sitting there, and um, I imagine he almost swallowed that harmonica when he saw him. But um, he got to play a song with Hank Williams singing on the radio station. I just thought you guys would enjoy that story. I always enjoyed listening to him tell it to me. Thanks, guys. Bye. But I got to go with Hank from that. I love Waylon Jennings. I think he had a lot of good stuff. Um, yep. and, and he even has one, are you sure Hank done it this way? So this is kind of an appropriate matchup, but I got to go with Hank Sr. on that one. Yeah. So yep. the crowd says 65 to 35 
for Hank Sr. as well. So Hank Sr. moves on to the next round. That's a little closer than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, you got the battle of the, the battle of the former marrieds, right? Yep. George Jones and Tammy Wynette. I think if we look at longevity of careers and um, what they mean to country music, yeah. you've got to go with the possum. Yeah. Um, the, the day the possum died was one of the saddest days in country music. Um, I, what just the the comedy that the possum brought to country music? You know, he he got uh, he got his driver's license taken away, but he drove his John Deere down to the bar. <laughs> the only thing what what Tammy Wynette was known for was being married to George Jones, being the bad girl of country music, and singing about divorce. So <laughs> I've got to go out with, too while she was at it. Right. I yeah. gotta go with George Jones here. Yeah, I gotta go with George Jones here too. I think uh he stopped loving her today is uh is one oh. of my favorites of all time. So move that out of the way. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. go with uh, George Jones on that too. So the crowd on this one 76 for George Jones, 24% Tammy Wynette. So George Jones, the possum, moves on like white lightning. Oh, wow. Carrie said, I was in Nashville the day Tammy died. The whole city was in mourning. I bet. Yeah. I bet. All right. Johnny Cash, the man in black, versus what do you call it, the patron saint? The patron, patron saint, saint of Tennessee. Yeah, the patron Tennessee. saint of Tennessee. Um, Dolly Parton. Who you got in this one, Dave? This one's tough because I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. But I'm also a big fan of Dolly Parton. If we look at country music only, and we take away what they mean to their part of the, the city and, and, and everything, because if we do that, Dolly Parton wins hands down. If we throw everything yeah. into, the, into the fire, Dolly Parton wins. I think Johnny Cash bringing in that rockabilly style and... and, and maybe even bringing Elvis into country music. I think we got to go Johnny Cash here. Now, Dolly Parton is a amazing woman and an amazing country singer. But I truly think Johnny Cash should move on here. Yeah. I, I went for, for Dolly Parton on this one. I, I think Johnny Cash had a lot that he brought all the way through Hurt and the stuff he did when he was older. I think to see Dolly Parton now, she's doing crossovers with with for King and Country on the Christian side and still cutting songs all these years later, you know. And she gave us a COVID vaccine. Um, right. I think if, if you mentioned longevity in one of the earlier picks. I think I'd have to go with that here for her. I mean, she's been in movies and everything else. So, uh, so I went Dolly Parton on this one. And the audience went 57% Johnny Cash to 43% mm. Dolly Parton. So pretty close. Yep. All right. So here we go. Uh, Jeffrey says, Adam, if you jump into the share Google Drive, there's a corrected Hank Senior photo. You can copy and paste for the slideshow going forward. Okay. Vance Cope says, I love Dolly, but Johnny wins here music wise. That's fair. Carrie says, I'm just asking, what kind of moron would leave Dolly for Jolene? <laughs> one that one that she loved enough to repeat the woman's name multiple times. That's all we know. Yep. All right, last one in the first round of the classic is Patsy Cline at the two seed versus Merle Haggard in the seven. Look, Waylon, Willie, and Merle, and and Johnny, they ruled the 70s. But if Patsy Cline hadn't died an early death, we'd be talking about Patsy Cline 
for uh, the way we talk about carry the way we talk about faith the way we talk about reba Uh, i truly think patsy klein is the godmother of country music i have to vote patsy klein here just because that haunting voice on crazy that haunting voice uh, on walking after midnight i fall to pieces i fall to pieces it you give gave give patsy klein any piece of music and she could have sing it, sang it. I sure. mean, listen to Blue that Leanne Rhymes, that we know Leanne Rhymes for. That was written for Patsy Cline. Can yeah. you imagine how that would have sounded with her amazing voice? Sure. Merle Haggard is pure country. Adam must not like Merle. No, not really. But Patsy Cline is the, the, the matron saint of country sure. music. Yeah, Merle's not really my cup of tea. I always think of Patsy Cline as the Ella Fitzgerald of country music, right? Yep. It's that voice you instantly recognize, could sing anything in the phone book at the same time if you wanted her to, you know. So I went with Patsy Cline on this one. Like I said, I'm just not a fan of really much that, that Merle Haggard ever did. But preferences and all that, you know. Yep. It was actually 54% Merle, 46% Patsy Cline from the audience. So oh, Hag moves on. Do we get a save? <laughs> I mean, if you want one, you can use no, it. No, no. That we, gives me one too later on. Don't forget. Yeah, nope. We ain't doing it that way then. All right. <laughs> what we got? What's next? All right. So now in our semifinals, and if he makes it past this, I'll put his updated picture down below. But Hank Williams Sr. versus George Jones in semifinal number one. <sighs> this is where I think Senior dies. Uh, oh, too oh, soon. That was, still. That was, that still was bad. Too soon. Um, <laughs> Although, now that I think about it, they don't make songs Midnight in Montgomery. Thank you. you. That's exactly what I was about to say. About George Jones. Um, Oh, this is tough. This one's very tough. Because there again, Senior was taken away from us too early. Yep. Whereas George Jones had longevity of of his career. Sorry, I'm mm. laughing at Carrie's comment. Yeah. I thought that was turn four. Lord, I apologize. <laughs> Be with the starving pygmies in New Guinea. Kick him out. Kick him out. <laughs> um, I, uh, this one's tough. I will say George Jones here. Just because I, I longevity of career. But, yeah, okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit talking. George Jones. Okay. I'm going to go with Hank Sr., so we're going to need a tiebreaker from the folks in the comments. Put your votes into the comments so that we can see. Um, But I'm going to go with Hank Sr. because I think that the entire story of the songs that he sang were so instantly recognizable and instantly popular. I think he, along with like folks like Patsy Cline in those early years, laid a lot of the foundation for country music becoming a big thing. And I think that if he hadn't died... That story lended so much to his story, to Hank Williams Jr.'s story, you know, and, and everything that came after it. Like you said, people are still writing songs about it. I think that we, we would go with Hank overall. Yeah. Uh, All right. The, Everybody's saying senior. <laughs> yeah, they are. So, yep, he moves on. All right. Hank Sr. moves, and I'll get his corrected photo later into the final four. All right. Semifinal number two Johnny Cash versus Merle Haggard. Now, now, where the heck was Conway Twitty? Because that, that keeps us from saying, ladies and gentlemen, Conway Twitty. 
I know. I know. It's been a long time. You're just as lovely as a way. Okay, anyway. Uh, Johnny Cash. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Johnny Cash is is quite possibly, and and this is going to be hard to say, because, but if you think about it, Johnny Cash is underrated as a country classic. Yeah. Because really before Walk the Line, no one really knew about the Johnny Cash story. Yeah. But when Walk the Line came out, he was it was all about Johnny Cash. But Johnny Cash lived an amazing life. A hard life. Sure. But an amazing life. Um, Merle Haggard was just one of the country outlaws. Yeah, you know, uh, I, you know, he's great. But you know, you take away Merle Whalen, Willie, and Chris Christopherson, they're all basically the same person. Yeah. So I go Johnny Cash just because of his individuality here. Yeah, I think individuality, the man in black persona, the whole thing he was able to create and and maintain too. Yeah. You know, this, and it, just like with Hank Sr., there was a story behind the Man in Black thing. There was something there. You know, it wasn't a created, manufactured marketing ploy. It was how he decided to live his life, you know. So, um, so yeah, go with Johnny Cash on that, too. Yeah. And, and Brian from Reels and Heels, by the way, said his cover of Hurt is epic. It, yeah. If you haven't heard it, you absolutely have to. But if you haven't heard it, go check it out because... If you don't ball your eyes out knowing Johnny Cash's story, it, it, it just it'll blow your mind. Yep. And, and what I like about Johnny Cash is he can do any song you want, and like he could do country, he could do rock. He could do rockabilly. He could do a gospel song with the the Carters. And it sounds the same. And it's Johnny Cash. You know it's Johnny Cash. He's that recognizable voice. And that's what's going to make this this, uh, classic country championship so tough. Because you've got the father of country music, Hank Williams Sr., versus what I would easily say the father of modern country what we would call 80s 90s today country i think hank williams senior was that there's a tear in my bear you know that you sit there with the mandolin you play bob in your head johnny cash brought that rockabilly into the country and and made it more popular and more streamlined so uh, this is going to be very tough to choose between these two gentlemen sounds like you talked yourself into a circle there my man I, no, I worked myself into a shoot. <laughs> you worked yourself into a shoot. I love it. Now, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you um, about Cash's versatility overall. I think um, Hank Williams was who he was in a time where that's what country music was. It right. hadn't branched off into other things yet. So I think his work is a product of, A, a short career, and, B, that's what it was at the time, you know. But I... I, 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 I Pull up the list of songs and go down. I'm so lonesome. I could cry. Kaliga, Jambalaya, all of those. I don't know. I just 
I can't I can't pick against that over Johnny Cash. I I feel like Johnny Cash the same way I feel about Waylon and Merle to an extent that I like their music, but I never really loved it. Mm. But I love Kalija. I love that song. I could listen to it all day. And so I got to go with Senior. On all right. One. And again, it's just personal. To, nothing but personal yep. preference. Oh, I know. We're gonna have to get the listeners to 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 weigh in here because I'm going cash the man in black all day long with this because for the exact same reason you said yeah it is you sit here and listen to music and as soon as that boom 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 you know it's Johnny Cash coming in sure and then hello I'm Johnny Cash I mean come on <laughs> yeah I, uh, apparently, okay, I'm getting voted out again. Everybody's saying Hank Sr. except Vance. Um, but this one's tough. I, I don't think, oh, here we go. We got our Canadian in here. All cash all the time. There we go. Um, I I don't think there's a wrong answer here. It's personal preference. But this is where I think you and I branch a little bit because, yes, you've got that pure country in Hank Sr., but then you also have that pure country with a little twist with Johnny Cash. Yeah. I always felt like some of Johnny Cash's stuff was, a, was kind of a product of its time, too. When, when the Beatles and stuff like that was becoming popular, there's some of them that have a little bit of that sound to them. Just the, the way rock music sounded mm, at that time. I, it, see, it, it, I, and I'm not saying that it's written in that key or arranged that way. It comes across a little bit. They're both products of the time they were in, and the t- the time that Johnny Cash really was popular in, I think, turns me off to some of it. Whereas, like you said, it's just pure. With Hank Williams Sr., it is steel guitar and a fiddle, and a harmonica and a lead guitar, and that's it. Carrie's There's nothing else pick- to it, you know. Carrie's picking on me here. Pure country, the twist, so not pure. <laughs> it was, but it was. Pure it's a country. small twist. It's a it tiny was- twist. You put the lime in the coconut. Okay, anyway. Uh, now let me get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So because of our listeners, Hank yep. Sr. moves on, and we'll get the right picture for the finals. Yeah, I, can't, I don't see it in the drive, by the way. If um, you can let me know where it is, that would be fantastic, and I will use it. But for now, I'm going to copy Mr. Junior. Senior. Down, or Senior, sorry. Down into the classic spot in the final four. All right. So, so, so can now we, we move. All huh? his rowdy friends are, are coming over tonight. <laughs> uh, well, he doesn't have to ask. Do you want a drink? We know the answer to that one. Yeah, that's we're right. already doing we're, it. We're already doing yes. <laughs> All right. So do we you get want into a party? The, <laughs> we get into country groups now. This is where the fun really, really begins, Dave. This is where we're going to get into some interesting stuff. The first one up in the groups is the number one seed Alabama versus number eight Montgomery Gentry. So I've got a, an issue with the group Alabama picture there too because Mark Herndon is not part of the group Alabama. Excuse Mark me? was ne- Mark was never part of the group Alabama. If you ask the cousins, that he was just told to the the record label made him part of the group because they thought that groups of four were better because of the Beatles. You you don't have Alabama without the backwards drumstick sound though that heavy sound of that drum that snare that he brought to it you don't have the closer you get without that man yes but so Mark he may have been is, added as an afterthought but he's just as much part of the sound as anything else he's not in the group anyway, anymore he got kicked well, out we, we, well here's the thing though we don't disagree on who should win this 
even if right. we disagree about who should be included in the group itself. Right. So we're both saying Alabama, right? We are, but you, you also don't think Montgomery Gentry should be at eight seed. No, I don't. I think that they had a lot more um, a lot more hits than people give them credit for. It's just a lot of it was in a time when we've had so much new stuff since then. I think it, it goes away. But Lonely and Gone is a great song. And they've had a bunch of them like that. But Alabama carries far, far more superior at the yeah. end of the day. So I agree. And I agree. the audience agreed. 97% for Alabama, 3% for Montgomery Gentry. So, so your mom says she just read Randy Owens' book. He considers Mark a member. Um, so if you go back and, and listen... And yes, his his modern stuff. He might say that, but there has been like there's lawsuits where they are try they've tried to get him out of anything Alabama. Wow. Hmm. So I, I think well, old it's age a, softens all that kind of stuff. Well, I, I think you it's know. a uh, Michael Eisner. Oh, he is good in this, but in the background, suing you know Katzenberg to try to get him right. If you, yeah. uh, if you want to read the if you ever want to uh, have your 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 childhood ruined by knowing the backstory of Disney. Go read Disney Wars. It's a great read. Uh, anyway, Carrie said, "Got to see Randy Owen performing Luke Bryan and Jason Aldean in Huntsville one night." That's kind of no. Cool. That's not possible. What that should read is, "Got to see Randy Owen perform with Jason Aldean in Huntsville one night, and Luke Bryan was also on stage." Oh, my favorite! One of my favorite concerts of all time was Alabama. They played on the 50-yard line of our hometown high school football stadium. Still one hmm. of the best concerts I've ever been to. All right. So Next Jeffrey up. says, I figured out who the mark was that voted for Mar Montgomery Gentry. Okay, me anyway. <laughs> All right. Number four, Diamond Rio versus number five, Little Texas. Emphasis on little. Come on, dude. Amy's back in Austin. God bless Texas. So Adam doesn't think Little Texas should even be in this bracket. No, not with Montgomery Gentry at eight. You don't put. You don't put. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. What might have been was a great song, and God bless Texas was fun to dance to, and they have my love, and they have all these other ones. But in terms of like, what do you still hear on the radio? God, you bless don't hear Texas. Little Texas on the radio. I do. You don't down here. How about that? Okay. You don't down okay. here. Okay. So outside of the South, you know. Yes. So, but anyway, yes. for this one, I have to go with Diamond Rio. Saw them in person as well. One of the best concerts. And you're gone. And all of the one of the, one of the things that always gets me about Diamond Rio. I don't know the dude's name, but the tenor, the high tenor in that band. Yeah. The way they always slid that in there, and when he hits that note at the end of "You're Gone," oh, it's it so just awesome. adds so much to that arrangement. Um, Diamond Rio was so good at that. And um, Little Texas never had a song as good as Unbelievable. So. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget le leaving the Alabama concert. Oh, dude. Okay. How do you fall in love? If Mike Watts is listening, I know he remembers that, yeah, too. So I, I have to tell that story real quick. So we saw Alabama play. It was me, um, Mike Watts, and Blair were there. And we were walking down, because you had to park a long way away. We were walking back to the car down the side of the road, and we were singing, How Do You Fall in Love? Mm -hmm. And we were singing it and laughing and stuff. And we stopped at a certain part in the song. And as soon as we stopped, a van drove by and picked up the song exactly where we had stopped it. And it was hilarious. Oh, it was one of those you had cool. to be there things, I know. Yeah. But it was actually really cool. So Yeah. Um, Marty Rowe has a fantastic voice. Love Diamond Rio. Your mom asked, who is Little Texas? <laughs> Kathy? I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I mean. I love Little Texas. I mean, come They're on. Good. Don't get me wrong. 
They're still but, good. I, my but they're not a five seed. My vote is Diamond Rio. Marty Rowe is amazing. Uh, yeah. In fact, one of my good friends from college, Dad, was Marty Rowe's roommate in college. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, but Diamond Rio here, hands down. That that tenor, yeah. you're right. The the way they brought a mandolin into yes. 90s country music was amazing. Yes. I mean, all I have to do is, all right, so I pulled up a list of Diamond Rio songs. I want to test really quick. Sing the sing something from the song. Ready? Meet in the middle. We meet in the middle. Right. Beautiful mess. Beautiful. What mess. a beautiful mess. What a beautiful one more mess day. I'm in. One, one more, more day. day. You're one gone. more. You're gone. <laughs> how, your lo- how your love makes me feel. <laughs> it's like jumping a car, driving 19. <laughs> see how far we. Can. I love it. I love it. All right, good. So Diamond Rio wins. <laughs> kind of feeling and i apologize everyone i won't do that again anyway all right so the audience was 84 percent diamond rio 16 percent little texas diamond rio runs away with it like a river and now they know how the river feels all right brooks and dunn versus lady a how lady a made it into this one is a six seed ahead of montgomery gentry still remains to be seen but this is the right. matchup we have. So the only part of the song Dave knows Dave is the knows title. The title. The title set to music. I mean, do you really <laughs> want me to sing the whole song? I just want to throw something in no. there easily. No. Anyway, Hang on. where's the um, where's the remove button? Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. All right. I mean, dude. B and D. There's no yeah. point in even talking this longer than five minutes. B Brooks and D. Dunn. It was 95 percent Brooks and Dunn, five percent Lady A. Who voted Lady A? Uh, somebody who they, really likes what it let's see lady antebellum songs what are the antebellum i don't know that i could tell you the difference between them and little big town they've um, got some good hits but uh um but brooks and I dunn to you american honey yeah we own the night yeah but yeah. none of those are like hard working man boot scoot and boogie exactly I mean, come on all right so next we have the juds which were a two seed how in the world? Anyway, what Blair would agree? Blair would agree with that. I highly disagree with that. The Judds almost were a one oh. seed. Oh, the there's Judds no way. are. There's no oh way you gosh. place the Judds above Brooks and Dunn. There's no Grandpa, way. Tell me about the good old days. I mean, come on. Well, what? I'm sorry. What? No. <sighs> Your mother apparently doesn't like either one of them. Oh, dude. (laughs) There's a story there. So me and my parents evidently have a lot of country music stories. So my mom said she would never see Winona. She didn't like Winona, didn't like nothing about her. And then one day they were at the Magic Kingdom. And there was somebody about to sing on stage and they were filming it, you know. And so they stood there and it ended up being Winona. (laughs) (laughs) So why does your mom not like Winona? I don't know, man. You gotta ask her that. I don't like her either, but oh, anyway. the Judds win this hands down. I, I disagree. I disagree. I, as much as if you put politics aside and you put all that drama aside, you can't put anything above the way that we used to feel in the '90s playing "Cowboy Take Me Away" and songs like that. You can't tell me you bebopped in your car driving down the road to a Judd song, Dave. 
compared to how you would do the same thing with a dick. Oh, no, you did not. I was in the car with you. I was in the car with you. You were not driving in your car down McFarland Boulevard. Just look. You're right. I didn't be bopping my car to the Judds because they weren't popular at the time. You the know why? Dixie it, chicks were. And that's why. Because and they weren't. They, they weren't as cute as the Dixie chicks. But any, all right. So we're going to have to put it to the group. We're going to we have are. to put it to the listeners. All right. So I see Dixie chicks got one. Judds have two. Uh, we stood in the hot Florida sun for Winona. The magic oh, dust took thinking? over. The, the, the pixie dust got in there, Blaine. Yeah, all right. Come on, so I come see, on. Somebody else vote and make it a tie again. Come on. I see two for one. Come on. Uh, oh. My mom liked the Judd, so that's who I voted for. All right, so the Judds win. All right. I'm and besides, okay. this, this, is, this, is the, this is the first round. All right, so the audience anyway was yeah. 65% Judds, 35% the chicks on the original vote anyway. So the point is now moot. All right, so we go into the first semifinal for country groups, and it's Alabama versus Diamond Rio. This is tough. Sorry, Diamond Rio, you're gone. I see. I mm. you're gone. The commie chick should never win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alabama should will win here, but Diamond Rio makes this a tough game. Oh, this is not easy. No, no, it's not easy. But it's also not something that. I'm going to haggle on too much. I mean, honestly, inside my heart. I mean, I love both of them all the way, but if you told me one of these groups never made a song, can you imagine Bryant-Denny Stadium without Dixieland Delight? No, not I mean, at all. You know, so. Rolling down so backwood. I keep clicking. Okay, <laughs> little admission here. I keep clicking the shared screen inside of um, StreamYard, thinking it's the keynote to copy and paste pictures. I should have had some caffeinated coffee tonight. A Tennessee Byway. One arm on the wheel. Have you ever seen that that skit that um, yeah, that, uh, that Will Ferrell does, where he asks the question before they get to that part of the song? With Jerry, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. It's so funny. How many right, arms so, were on the wheel? All right, I will. So, I will agree with you on this one. There should well, be let's no say semi, semifinal number two is Brooks and Dunn versus Le Judes. There should be no discussion. Kicks Brooks and Ronnie Dunn over Naomi and uh, and Winona okay. Judd. All right, I agree with that statement. So, I, I guess there's no debate then. The debate is no. over. Okay. Yeah. So oh, that puts lover. who should have been the one and two seed against each other with the other <laughs> with Brooks and Dunn versus Alabama. I'm going Brooks and Dunn here. <laughs> you just don't want to be a homer. No, I'm I'm truly going B and D here. If if mm. you tell me that there was no Brooks and Dunn in the nineties, I can't I couldn't do it. No Ma Maria, no boot scootin' boogie. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, you did, love, you did it to me. You got Randy me with my Owen. Maria, man. You got me with my Maria. <laughs> I love Jeff Cook. I love the group Alabama. But Red Brooks and Dunn, yeah. Only Brooks and Dunn, yeah. Yeah, to me, that's my college. I've got to go B&D here. I'm totally going to cop out and pick Alabama so that we leave it to the audience. But it's like I can't be I can't be personally responsible for either of these leaving the bracket. So <laughs> I'm going to put it on the 
The comments for a vote. Cop Your out. mom, Brooks and Dunn, no other choice. B and D. Oh wait, those might One have been for Alabama. Wendy says B and D. Actually, Alabama is your college. You're right. So you could say Brooks and Dunn. Uh, apparently, Alabama is going to say going to take this. Well, hang on, but it's one, two, three for Brooks and Dunn. And well, hang on. Wait, wait. My mom said Brooks and Dunn, no other choice. I think that was for the previous round. Yeah. All right. Hold, hold. A lot of Brooks and Dunn coming in now. <laughs> Late results. This is like an actual election in America, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be I here till eleven thirty, counting absentee comments. I think y'all, y'all. This is okay. B and D wins. B and D wins four three. Yeah, it does because of that. No, it's actually five four now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for taking that bullet for me so I didn't have to do it. That was tough. All right, Brooks and Dunn. Let me get them copied and pasted, Dave. So now we're moving on to what category, sir? 90s country. And this one's going to... Oh, that that classic first groups. That's going to be tough. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. I am not looking forward to this. I thought I was tired of brackets until we started doing this one. I'm like, maybe we can do more brackets. This is fun. All right. (laughs) In the 90s country, number one, George Strait versus number eight, Shania Twain. Three, two, one, King George. King George, yeah. Look, Shania's great, but she ain't George Strait. She ain't great either. All oh, right, she's good. 70, good. I'll, okay, well, fine. 73% George Strait, 27% Shania. So George Strait moves on. Next, the battle of the still marrieds, Faith Hill versus Tim McGraw. So go ahead and get your – I'm going to go and, and just stand over here for a minute because I, I know you've got a long rant about Faith Hill. I don't have a long rant about Faith Hill. She did exactly the thing, same thing. Oh, you have to go to the bathroom. Oh, okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, I don't have a long rant, so you need to hurry. Um, Faith Hill basically did the same thing that uh, Shania Twain did. Hung around with the cutesy little country act until they got popular and then went off in another direction. So I, uh, I'm going to go for Tim McGraw on this one. Although I picked uh, Kenny Chesney in the first round or the play-in, um, I think Tim McGraw has a lot of those iconic songs. Faith Hill has a few, but I think uh, Tim definitely wins out, and it looks like Wendy agrees also. And look, you're back just in time to give your opinion. Look at that. Look, Mississippi girl, breathe. Yeah. This kiss, breathe was not a country song. Where are you, Christmas? That was from Dr. Seuss. That was not a country song. My vote is Tim McGraw. But you you blame Faith Hill for bringing in... Yes, I do. Yes, you blame... Yeah, you do. (laughs) My vote is Tim McGraw just because Indian Outlaw, Don't Take the Girl, his earlier stuff is way better than any of Faith's earlier stuff. Even some new stuff's not half bad. But, uh, but yeah, okay, so Tim is your vote, too? Yeah, Tim. McGraw has my vote. Oh, all right. So it, it was 78% Tim, 22% Faith. Tim moves on. Now we get to the good stuff. As soon as I find the slide. There we go. All right, me and you had a very spirited debate about this one already off the show. Number three, Alan Jackson versus a six seed. What the heck is a six seed for Garth Brooks? I don't so, get that. Alan versus Garth. Let me, let's, let's put it this way. 
I am a huge Garth Brooks fan. I've seen Garth in concert, and I consider this to be that to be one of my my best concerts I've ever seen. But, and I will say this with a great take this with a huge grain of salt, knowing how Please big of a it. how big of a Garth fan I was in the nineties. Garth ushered in this modern era of country music. He ushered in this rock mixed with pop country music to where it's watered down all of country. Alan Jackson, as Carrie just said, never had to reinvent himself. Alan Jackson he, says... because he's a small-town Southern man. Alan Jackson says... I will start with chasing that neon rainbow. I'll come with some summer summertime blues. I will do It's All Right to Be Itty Bitty. My first song is the exact same as my last song. Garth is not the man who saved country music. I am going to say Garth is the man that even though we loved him in the 90s, might have started country music on a downward pop spiral. When? So the, okay. So so now it's time for cross examination. Which okay. song started that? Which song started that? Which song was the pop mixed with rock that started that? Ain't going down till the sun comes up. What album was that off of? Uh, the one with the red and black in pieces, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's one. And that's that's where it started. His whole concert but it, but it's, genre, his whole concert thing was Kiss mixed with con- with country. He but says you, that. But you think about you think about, and and, and someone said Chattahoochee mic drop. Okay, I, I don't disagree that Alan Jackson had some great songs, but Chattahoochee is a, a great example of. All right, Chattahoochee. What rhymes with Chattahoochee? Hoochie coochie. All right, what rhymes with that? What do we need to we need to we need to burn rubber and down by the down by the river in the moonlight. Okay, let's put that in there. Pale, pale moonlight. Formulaic. Pale whatever it was. And hey, you're know, right. It's a great it was. song. Don't get me wrong. That was Formulaic. what was country music at but the time. You can't, but the thing yeah, it's is, the same, it's the music, same argument you made for Hank Senior works you can yell with Alan at me Jackson. All you want. It's not gonna change my mind. Holy cow, dude. <laughs> you can't tell me that you're gonna outrank the impact, and you may agree that it went down a, a rock or pop, but it, when you look at the dance, the thunder rolls of Tomorrow Never Comes, Unanswered Prayers, Much Too Young to Feel This Old, Calling Baton Rouge. I mean, all of those have, have had much more. Garth set a bar that everybody's tried to reach since then. Alan Jackson was just a, a guy you went to see. He was a good artist, but he's not a number three over a number six. Garth is like the Michael Jackson or LeBron James of country music. They changed the game and made everybody change along with it. And everybody willingly did it because it's and, what and, people evidently wanted. Garth gave people something they didn't even know they wanted. And it's, it's degraded country music ever since. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to the modern ones, because some of the folks that you like follow the same vein, really. So I will say we'll this talk about I, that later. I love country music. I love Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. Love Garth Brooks. But I can't call him a pure country guy. 
That's cool. We couldn't say that about the dude with a twist either. So I'm good with that. Okay. So uh, we split on this one. All right. The audience said 40% Alan Jackson, 60% Garth Brooks. So pretty so close there it's, too. It's, it's closer than you thought it would be. Closer than the experts think. Not so fast, exactly. my friend. Yes. All right. So next up, Reba McIntyre versus Clint Black. <laughs> what it was, are you standing outside of that fire, Dave? I am. I'm standing outside the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Clint Black is great. He is a man that modernized the yodel in his country songs. But he is not Reba frickin' McIntyre. The lady never ages. Sure. She's in her 60s, and she looks like this picture here from the, uh, uh, oh, what album was that? Oh, crap. I've... I can see it. Uh, why haven't I heard from you? Haven't I? Tell me that why. Kinda, that was kind of rock popish, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, Reba, hands down. Okay. So your heart's not lie. Your heart won't lie about that one. My heart will not lie. Else. Nope. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I'd say Reba on this one too. And it was eighty-four percent Reba, sixteen percent Clint Black on this one too. So mm-hmm. let me let me tell the Reba story really quick. I actually have the voicemail for this one. Let me let my dad tell this one. Yeah, uh, Brian said that. this is true. Reba, but Clint was great on the Mass Singer last season. He was. Him and uh, and his wife were on the Mass Singer together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. Here's the story about Reba. Hey guys, I got another story for you. I know I talked last week about my father-in-law, um, Joe Luker. Well, he and I were sitting at a Waffle House on the Troy Highway, getting ready to go hunting, and it was probably a little after 4 or 4.15, somewhere along there. And um, we see a bus pull up on the side of the road to come into the Waffle House. And on the front of the bus, the marquee was lit up, and it read Reba. And I told my father, I said, no way. He said, what? I said, that looks like Reba McIntyre's bus. And he said, who is Reba McIntyre? And I said, well, she's a country singer. And sure enough, uh a few minutes later, her and about three guys walked in, and I told him, I said, look, there's Reba McIntyre. She heard me, and she said, hey, fellas. And we said, hey, good morning. How are you? And she said, fine. Y'all going deer hunting? We, yeah, yeah, and everything. She said, well, I hope y'all get a big one. And they sat down and ate, and we didn't disturb them. We didn't figure they wanted to be uh, bothered with giving autographs and things like that. And we said goodbye when we left, and that was it. But that was a great experience. Thanks, guys. Bye. So is there anything... Bye. That sounds like a country song. Getting ready to go deer hunting at a Waffle House at 4 in the morning. And pulls Reba. Yep. I love that. I love it. That's All awesome. Right. So, 90s country semifinal number one. George Strait versus Tim McGraw. One's a better actor. One isn't. <laughs> One's pure country. One should have been playing the Super Bowl when it was in Texas. One was an okay actor in the blind side, George Strait. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you talk about the reinvention piece earlier, too. I like Tim McGraw's stuff, but I think that he's had a shift. You know, definitely, like, you could probably draw a line around Place in the Sun, that album. Probably around the time of that album, he went more of the pop kind of rock, kind of about same thing. But George has been consistent throughout, so I say George Strait on that one, too. Yep. Right, let me copy and paste. The next one, I'll do that in a second. The next one is Garth versus Reba. Look, uh, y'all got up in arms saying Garth should win that first round. 
but I don't see a world where Reba McIntyre, who is the 90s version of Dolly Parton, the matron saint of 90s country, I don't see a world where Garth Brooks can beat Reba McIntyre. I mean, this really comes down to probably one of the, the biggest male acts in modern country music and one of the biggest female acts in modern country. I mean, more, more modern, not like, well, I mean, well, they're both still doing stuff into the 2000s, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you can't make the longevity play. You know, it's hard to do that. Um, but Reba did not have a Chris Gaines under her belt, <laughs> you know? Right. But I, I personally love a lot of Reba stuff. But if you ask me who I'm going to listen to, if I had two CDs in front of me, I would pick the Garth CD 99 times out of 100. And, and I think so. we would have done that in, in your 98 Dodge Dakota. Yes. We would have, we would have done that. We wouldn't but, have turned Reba off if she was on the radio. But if we had a right. choice, we would have picked Garth. We would have been playing the Chris Gaines album, actually. Um, yeah, probably so. But yeah. oh, your mom says she's not a fan of Reba. Hmm. Learn well, there something was your one new. chance fancy and she let you down so uh-huh all right so right now it's it's 2v1 so listeners you've got to break this tie uh i'm it's voting three to one i'm i'm voting reba you're voting garth uh right now it's three to one listeners so i guess garth wins this so it's gonna be garth versus george oh man <laughs> and this is adam's personal hell <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. So, yeah. So, George Strait versus Garth Brooks. Every comment from now on is for this one. <laughs> after Vance yep. said Garth but love Reba. So, every comment after this is for this one. So, if I, have to, if I have to pick one here, I've seen both of these guys in concert. And very, very... The, the, the thing that always impressed me about George Strait was the character he played in Pure Country is it's him. actually... is him. Because... He had a stage in the middle of the arena and it was big enough to where all of the seats in the arena were, were fairly close. He did a couple of songs on one side of the square and then went to the other one and did a couple of songs on the other side of the square so that everybody ended up getting a direct view of him from the front at some point in the concert. And just that, this, the same time you go to a Garth Brooks concert and he was in stage, but we had side row seats and he actually came over there where we were for a few songs and stuff like that. So I got a different experience, but to me, Garth has always been, what did I say when we were talking the other week, the Oprah Winfrey kind of country music, like, Hey, look at me. I'm doing right. this thing over here. You know, George Strait just kind of always been the dude, the same guy, you know? Um, so this one's a tough one for me, but I'm probably going to go against my, go against my gut and say George Strait on this one in terms of country music. See, I'm going to say George Strait. This is tough because we have to decide what this bracket is. If we're saying <laughs> music and music alone, yeah, George Strait. But if we're saying music, stage presence, sure, just all around fan reaction. It's got to be Garth. Well, do you want the guy jumping around? Do you, do you want to go to a concert where it's like, I want to hear the songs that I hear. George is going to sing the songs that you hear. On the radio, it's going to have the same sound. You're going to get exactly what you want. With Garth, it is like a three-ring circus. 
right? right. Totally different things that you're going in for on, on both of those. So I, I, I'm going to go with the crowd and say George, but this one is a one, a one B just oh, sure. like Alabama and Brooks and Dunn. Um, sure. I am one that, that says when I go to a concert, I want a different version than what I hear on the radio. And you get that at a Garth concert. You don't get that at a George Strait concert. Sure. You you get George sitting there strumming a guitar, singing into a microphone. Yeah. There is no wonder Garth has won so many Entertainer of the Years because sure. he is truthfully entertaining. But I think George Strait here, just because of what he meant for country music. Yeah. I mean, I can remember when we'd go to the beach, my parents listening to George Strait on tape in the car along with Randy Travis, you know, and had yeah. some very deep-seated, deep-seated memories of why I still like country music to this day with George Garth is a lot of the newer stuff. It is tough. 1A, 1B for sure. But it looks like we're going with George then. And I think yep. everybody yep. agrees. It looks like George yep. is like four to two. All right. Yep. All right. George Strait moves on. So now we're going to have George Strait against whoever wins the modern country. Bracket George should be a no-brainer. <laughs> we kind of set these modern guys up for a fail here. All right, so the first bracket in modern country is Carrie Underwood versus number eight seed who? Casey, Casey Musgraves. Musgraves. I thought that was. I thought she was. A, I thought that name was a NASCAR driver. No, Casey who, Musgraves. Who Casey Musgraves. If you haven't listened to any of her stuff, she is truly the modern version of Dolly Parton uh, with her music. Um, I really do think Casey Musgraves, if you haven't listened to her stuff, do yourself a favor and listen to her stuff. I, there's no doubt in my mind Carrie Underwood should win this. I only know of one person who voted for Casey, Carrie Loney. I'm calling you out, sir. Um, but that's just because that's that's who he likes. I, I get it. It's his sure. style. Uh, but if Casey Musgraves, if you trust me, I've seen her live a couple of times. She's amazing. But she yeah, is no she is no Carrie Underwood. It's where this bracket kind of takes a left-hand turn in our thought process, right? Because if you Google Casey Musgraves, her website is the first thing, of course, that you see. And it says, Easy, with Troy Sivan featuring Mark Ronson. Mark Ronson also did collaborations with um, that Marshmallow DJ guy and, and other right. people. You know, So it's like she's already in that pop. But a lot of artists do that now. That's a thing they do now. You know, And by the way, we forgot to mention for Tim... That the main reason he lost is because of over and over again. Can, oh, we, just, can yes. we just throw that out there? That song with Nelly, and <laughs> that alone disqualified him. Over and over <laughs> and over and over again. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think Carrie on this one too. Casey Musgraves might you know end up being big, but I think that it's an all, almost like an automatic connection to pop. So. Yeah. So let's throw this out. Carrie says, "Give me a storyteller and not the TV made star." Yes, she was made by American Idol. But she embraced country music for what she was, and she has be she's basically become country music now. Cheers. Listen, in fact, if you haven't listened to her uh, her latest album, which is all gospel music, oh, it will bring a tear to your eye. But then she can turn around. Have you heard the version of Home Sweet Home she did, the Motley Crue song? Yeah. She, Dude. Her, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, her voice yeah. speaks for itself. 
Yes, it does. But but you could also, there are several of us, myself being included, that could take Carrie's comment and flip it around and say that you got Carrie Underwood, who was a waitress discovered by something and fit into the country music scene, but has decided what she wants to make. Right. Whereas I would imagine a little bit of Casey Musgraves is probably being created and manufactured, and she's a product of the system that country music wants to evolve into, to Brian's point. They have to evolve. They feel like they do. And Casey's a, a, a kind of a cog in that wheel a little bit. And she's probably very talented. Don't get me wrong. She, she but is, you so can't here. tell me that picture right there with that hat and that guitar. And then she turns around and does something with Mark Ronson. She's, if you look at half of the images that pop up, she's on a red carpet posing with a little thing. And it's like, that's not what you think when you think country music. That's why I say this part of the bracket, our thinking has to take a left-hand turn. Because you can't really Mary compare Go-Round her is to, a to, song that that pun intended does circles around any carrier song i will agree with carrie on that merry-go-round is an amazing song your mom says at least carrie has talent i would i I, see i disagree with that because if you listen to any of casey's albums casey is an amazing lyricist so so merry-go-round is better than jesus take the wheel no but casey writes most of her music any any underwood song was what was said that you agreed with any say, underwood song so I merry go round is above jesus take the wheel i can't say that carrie wrote that song that casey wasn't writes, that wasn't the point that was made casey wrote music merry go round is a song that does circles around any carrie underwood song so you would choose merry go round over jesus take the wheel i just that's, that's cool i'm just trying to clarify i'm I just would. trying to clarify carrie underwood right. wins this round but yeah, so results were 89% Carrie Underwood, 11% Casey Musgraves, but that's because her name sounds like a modern day NASCAR driver. I'm sure she'll be famous enough to get more than 25% if we did this again two years from now. Next, my favorite bracket. You've got Chris Stapleton versus Luke Bryan in the bracket that I call, What's the Difference? Because one dude wrote songs for the other one, so they're the same thing. Dave. Stapleton, hands down. Y'all know my my Stapleton is the man. Oh, we've had that conversation that, several times. Stapleton <laughs> is the, the man that is saving country music. I don't, I don't, I don't think he. I don't. I don't. I don't agree. I don't think he's played enough. I don't think that he's mainstream enough to save it. You're I think that he's as smooth as Tennessee whiskey, which is not smooth. Anytime You're you put an album out, this a strawberry wine you're as well i can't do that (laughs) (laughs) whoo okay anytime any artist puts out a song called them stems okay we've had this conversation before Willie nelson and willie nelson does not get heard on the radio and willie nelson has a very niche audience and he's popular because he's famous he had a few songs a long time ago, and the man ain't done nothing since then but smoke pot. And Chris Stapleton falls into a part of country music that we have to be very careful not to glorify. Because he is one of those that says, this is something that you do as often as you drink beer or go to a bar. And we, for a long time, have held our nose and said, yeah, you can, you can drink beer, get drunk, go to a bar. We don't do that, but you, know, you can listen to music where they say that as long as it does. But this dude's taking it in a whole other direction. So if you don't vote for your state to legalize marijuana, you can't at the same time support 
and glorify Chris Stapleton's music because that's the direction he's pulling country music in. If that's what you want to listen to in three years, support the guy. That's fine. Rain that's makes fine. corn. Corn makes whiskey. I just whiskey. said it. I just said it. Whiskey makes my baby we have, we, feel a little frisky. He keeps thinking I'm talking to her. Can I, can I turn that off? <laughs> I'm talking to you, Siri. Um, and and, and he said, doesn't say wash. He says washing. Well, yeah, because that's what they say in Georgia. You've got to vote Stapleton here. No, I'm not going to. Even though, even though Luke Bryan says that one of his favorite things is being in a stand downwind from a deer, or a deer looking at a deer downwind from his tree stand. If the deer is downwind from your stand, son, you ain't you ain't bagging that deer. He's downwind from you, which means he smells you, Luke Bryan. But it wouldn't surprise me if Stapleton wrote that song because he wrote several of his songs anyway. I'm going with Luke Bryan purely on principle. I've actually right. liked some road in trucks. I've actually enjoyed some of his early stuff. So the audience, where it really matters <laughs> for this part, is 54% Chris Stapleton, 46% Luke Bryan, which just proves my point. What's the difference? All right, next round. Number three, Eric Church, which I'm going to move this out of the way because this was the error. It says Luke Bryan. Come on, man. Come on, man. It says Luke Bryan. And I get Real it. Quick. He was on the previous slide, so I'm not mad. But anyway. Adam, has Dave ever swayed your vote by pulling out the golden voice? Dave only makes me dig my heels in when he does that. I think that's become it, obvious. Exactly. And then, <laughs> Carrie, having seen both live, Stapleton has feeling behind his songs. That's cool. Luke is more so worried about shaking cool. his butt and jeans. But if, he, Country if he's girl, the one... Shake it for me, girl. If he's the one saving... for me, Girl, I will take a thousand Luke Bryans. Is the last thing I'll say on it. I will take a thousand Luke Bryans because there are a thousand of them like him out there right now. If Chris Stapleton is what's saving country music, just be ready to hear a lot of content in country music, Dave, that a lot of people who are the core audience or used to be aren't going to agree with. And it's going to take it further away from where you want to listen to it. Just be ready. That's all I'm saying. Just be okay. ready. For this bracket, though, Eric Church versus Miranda Lambert. I don't know how this is even close. It because I don't be. know how you put gunpowder and lead up against anything that the chief has yeah. put together. So, one, two, three. Eric Church. Eric Church. And it was actually 60 40. Eric Church over Miranda Lambert. So, uh, evidently, people like the house that made me. I don't know. Which I, I, I do like. Because sure. I, I feel attached to the house I grew up in. The one song where Miranda Lambert didn't play the angry ex-girlfriend. Yes, it was pulled off very well. I agree. Yes. All right, so Eric moves on. that song was actually written for Blake Shelton. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. All right, nice. so the last one here in the 90s country, Brad Paisley versus Luke Combs. So I had somebody this week, Eric Terry, tell me that he didn't like Brad Paisley because he doesn't like joke country. Okay. Like Toby more power, Keith, Brad Paisley, more, yeah. More power to you, but joke country was what a lot of the 70s country was. Take this job and shove it was joke country. A boy named Sue was joke country. Brad Paisley, and Luke, this is a good pairing because I think... Luke Combs is a modern version of Brad Paisley, yeah. uh, but I've got to go Brad Paisley here. Luke Combs yeah. is great. Luke Combs is one of the modern country al artists that I could listen to on repeat. Yeah. I think uh, you, you talk about joke country. I mean, one piece at a time. I bought a 54, 55, 56. I mean, right. 
that's the epitome of it, right? That was the, the man in black himself. So I, um, <laughs> nice. So <laughs> when did I tell yeah. you that I had the slideshow ready to not tell you to look for errors? Yes, you did. Gosh, man. Sorry. Fine. Thank you for all of the work you put into it. I don't mean to sound ungrateful. Um, I'm not a fan of, of Luke Combs. Um, and I'm I think not part of the, the, well, I know, but part of the taste that I had in my mouth is she's got the best of me. Sounds yeah. like anybody on the radio today could have put that out. Anybody could have put it out. And he, he's just as, um, what's the guy's name? I can't think of his name now. Uh, Morgan Party. Wallen? John Party. John Party puts out a song that sounds, what's the name of that song? Um, is it John Party? Boots. Yeah. No, Boots. it's... Um, Kicking Boots. Ain't or... Always the Cowboy was one, um, but I can't remember the name of it anyway. But it sounds just like old country, and then he turns around, and the very next song, he's making stuff that sounds like everybody else. And I think Luke Combs is a little susceptible to that. If he can get away from that, and start to push more of that. And I get it, the Stapleton soulful stuff. If he can head in that direction, I think he'd be great. But but that one, she's got the best of me, just sounds with the snap sounds like snappy country stuff. And Brad Paisley, I think if you think about the the joke country thing, whiskey lullaby, uh, remind me, little moments, you know, then we he dance. There's a lot be. out there. there yeah. There's a lot out there that's not that way. So I'm I'm going Brad Paisley on this one. All right. Yep. Audience was 81% Brad Paisley, 19% Luke Combs. Again, probably because of name recognition alone. But uh, <coughs> bless me. But that's the way that went down. So going into the semifinals for Modern Country, semifinal number one, Carrie Underwood. <coughs> bless me again. Carrie Underwood versus Chris Stapleton. I'm allergic to Chris Stapleton. That's the problem. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind this is Carrie Underwood. Yeah. I, yeah, I know I, you're I have, voting Stapleton. Well, I mean, there, there's that whole principle thing, yes. But I do think on this one, if you think about, like, impact broadly, Stapleton's had an impact. He's popular. He's bringing that kind of, I always call him the next Travis Tritt. He reminds me a lot of him, the, the power and the soul that he brings to stuff. But I think Carrie Underwood's, <laughs> Underwood's overall impact is broader then I would say Chris Stapleton's is. So I think we agree on that one. So Carrie Underwood is going to move forward unless anybody in the comments has anything otherwise they would like to share. So we're going to move on to the next. And Vance Cope says, I'll say Carrie is prettier than that dude. Yeah. Richard Petty hat aside for Chris Stapleton. Maybe he needs a haircut and a real job. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next semifinal um, and kind of vamp for a second, I guess. So this is Eric Church versus Brad Paisley. Um, and for me, I, I, I always will default to listening to an Eric Church album. But at the same time, I've been listening to Brad Paisley since Who Needs Pictures. Um, so this one's a, a tough one for me to think past. But I think a lot of the stuff that Eric Church is doing now, I think a lot of his recent releases in every single album, I think, man, I don't know if I'm, it's, I'm kind of scared of what his next thing's going to be because we've experienced that with like Zach Brown Band, right? And it's like, is yeah. this next album going to be as good as the last one? And it tends to always be as good. And I think Brad Paisley, after um, American Saturday Night, I think that started to kind of, he waned a little bit. So I think Upper Trajectory, I think you've got Church. He's probably, in terms of Entertainer of the Year, the next Garth Brooks, next guy like that. 
Um, and I think that Eric Church brings in the songwriting because if you listen to some of the stuff on Mr. Misunderstood and you actually listen to the wordplay like on record year and stuff like that, I, I would have to, to give it to Eric in this one. Dave. So so to quote, our, you know, Wendy Lay says Brad is a better musician. I totally agree with that. I think musicianality alone, give it to Brad because Brad's uh, Brad on that Telecaster <clears throat> is, is oh, sure. just amazing yeah, but I, I'm, like I'm i'm looking up a, some lyrics here hold up this is from eric church's last album or his he's got a new song before this but stick we talked about this i can't remember but when the first song first came out yep take me up on take me on up to detroit city jails are full the factories are empty Mama's crying, young boys dying, under that red, white, and blue flag still flying. Drop me off in Baltimore, where every other window's got a plywood board, where dreams become drugs and guns. The only way out is to shoot or to run. Stick that in your country song. Take that one to number one and get the whole world singing along. Yes, stick that in your country song. What I like about Eric Church He's not afraid to bring up modern issues sure. and make and do exactly what he just said, stick it in a country song and make the whole world sing along. And well, I think because of that, people are going to follow Eric Church a little bit more and he's going to become more mainstream. But what we've seen about Eric Church is he's not afraid to stick with country music. Whereas we've seen with Shania, where we saw with Faith Hill, where we saw with Tim McGraw, where we saw with Kenny. When they got popular, they leave country and they start becoming pop. Eric Church is country. Yeah. And Eric Church well, will always be country. Eric Church's style is like the grandson of what Garth Brooks started, you know? Right. It's that rock feel to it. You know, he has some that have steel guitar and sound very country, but for the most part, he's country because of the storytelling. You know, he's a right. break from... Like we were saying with Luke Combs in that one song that kind of put a bad taste in my mouth, that it, it he breaks from that. Hey, girl, I've got a truck and there's a party down by the creek and we're gonna dance on a tailgate and the moonlight and it's the same thing over and over. And then all of a sudden, Eric Church comes on, and th there's one song on Misunderstood, Mis Mr. Misunderstood, where he's talking about. Um, it's called Mr. Name Music. He's talking about when he was in church as a little boy remembering the lady who played piano and how that stirred a fire in music. And, but the way he words it, you know, it just carries you along. And there's just nothing really like that out there right now. So, yeah, I would say Eric. I'm voting Eric Church here, hands down. And I think I'm a little shocked here that we're both agreeing with this. We both yeah. love both of these artists. Oh, sure. But I think Eric Church, if we're talking this being a modern country bracket, where I said Chris Stapleton is going to save country music, I think Eric Church is right there along with him. Yeah, saving country it, music. Yeah, and that, I think it's 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 going to be interesting to see where that pans out. Where does it go in the overall direction? Because Eric Church is in a position where, in the midst of everything going on in the whole world and in our country, he sung the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Right. It wasn't great. That, no, <laughs> what's that? It wasn't great. <laughs> I thought it was. I, I, like, I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm a total homer for Eric Church right now. But, but I, I think that if you can sing country music and, being, and sing songs like Loves Me Like Jesus Does and have that in your repertoire, 
but at the same time be concerned enough about politics to understand the other side's views to where you can actually be included in the Super Bowl right now. Right. Because if he was a true country, Republican, died in the wool, conservative, singing songs about Jesus, they would never in a million years. But he's found a way to be palatable by everyone, which gives his music more of a message than someone who just draws a line like the Dixie Chicks or somebody like that did, you know. So, right. so yeah, I think he's going to be more relevant. But all right. So Eric Church moves so, on. So this real quick, final. R- real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Carrie says, who kept that Australian guy out of this bracket? So what we'll do, and Adam, I hadn't talked to you about this, but before we do the Keith Urban, but before we, before we do the, the final four, I want us to take two people from each bracket that should have made it in and maybe talk about why they weren't in. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, All right. Yeah. Throwing me a curveball, man. Yes, sir. It. All right. Modern Country Championship, Carrie Underwood versus Luke Bryan slash Eric Church. That's really bothering me. What? No. Um, so uh, this one's tough because we've got the man, the modern man, and the modern woman. Pretty much, yeah. I'm going to vote Carrie. Yeah. I figured as much, but I, I, because she does have a lot of good stuff. The story is great of where she came from. Right. But for me, again, if I have a choice and I had two CDs in front of me, and this is going to sound like I'm just biased towards male artists. I know. But if I had two CDs in front of me and I had to listen to before he cheats or Mr. Misunderstood or anything else, Eric church put out, I'm choosing Eric church. That that's where my choice is going to be. Um, he fits in exactly what I want to hear right now out of country music, which isn't the traditional type stuff like George Strait, which surprises me every time I find a new song that I like it. But I think that he's like Garth Brooks. He's given everybody something that they didn't even know they wanted. It's not the old stuff, and it doesn't sound like pop. It's kind of somewhere in between. So I'm going to go with right. Eric Church. All right. So I guess we need uh, the listeners here. So Eric Church or Carrie Underwood, who you got? Um, I, I, I'm not going to say any more to, to try not to lead the witnesses. <laughs> so, all right. So this will set up then, I know you said, let's wait till the final four, but while we get votes, let's recap. So the final four classic versus groups is going to be senior versus Brooks and Dunn. And then whoever wins this one is going to face George Strait in the, in the other bracket. So, well, everybody's saying carry looks like, Okay. That's good because there, there's a <laughs> there's a there's a shirt. I watch this show called the IT Crowd, and um, the dude one of the dudes always wears funny T-shirts. And one of the shirts is a Venn diagram, so it's two circles, right? And one circle says music I like, and then the other circle says music you like, and then the overlap right. says music I used to like, right? Because <laughs> if anybody else likes it, I don't want to listen to it. So I'm kind of glad everybody's picking Carrie. It makes me uh, like Eric more. So that's music I don't have to used to like then. All right, there so Carrie Underwood moves on to face and get dis- demolished by George Strait <laughs> in the final four. All right, so, so do we want to let's let's go yeah. through these one by one then to talk classic country two artists that should have made it. Yep, two artists that should have made it. All right, you go ahead because I see you writing. I haven't had a chance because yeah. I have to drive. So, so go ahead. I've got. We've talked about both of these on the list. Um, one of them you will not put, and one of them I'm sure you will. <laughs> Willie Nelson and Conway Twitty. 
Yeah. I've got Conway Twitty too. Um, gosh, man. So what do you consider classic? How far back do you have to go? Let's go 70s and below. 70s and below. Yeah, Conway would have been one of my picks. I'm going to go with Kenny Rogers. And not just for his chicken. No Porter? No, no Porter. Okay. I'm going to go with Kenny. All right. Okay. So country groups, duos, trios, or more. Who you got? And and I, I hated doing this because I tried when I did the seatings to do female and male. Like I, yeah. I if it was really just me and and seating how I listened to, it probably would have been mostly male. I mean, that's no offense. There are some great female singers. Sure. But if I had my druthers, I'm listening to a guy over a female. Um but my two that left I left out the Oak Ridge Boys and old ZBB. Okay. Pure yeah. country, Zach Brown. <laughs> yeah, I had Oak Ridge Boys, too. Um, my mom used to love Joe Bonzel. Met him backstage one time. But I, I, would, I was going to go Oak Ridge Boys, too. And I would throw Rascal Flats in there just for fun. Really? Even though, even though live, um, they're, they're not as good, um, I'd throw Rascal Flats in there. I think they had some good ones. Okay. All right. So, 90s. Who you got? 90s i would probably hang on let me go down to that title side i would probably go for 90s with clay walker yep and so tell me one of yours let me let me like i said i was driving i hadn't had much time to think about it vance so dave hates women's sports and country singers (laughs) imagine that so i I would say dead gummit so i i'd actually take it back i would not say i would not say rascal flats Okay. I take that back. I just had a thought. I would say Lone Star. Good one. I would throw Lone one. Star in for the groups. So 90s, I would say Clay Walker, and I would say Tracy Bird. Okay, that's good. Uh, I'm, we, we, we agree on one of them with Clay Walker. Okay. You left out the big dog daddy. Toby, man. The, the, the one who started Joke Country. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Who's your Who's daddy? daddy? <laughs> Who's your baby? Oh, we had the Who's same your buddy? Who's your friend? All right. <laughs> oh, and then, do I have to pick somebody from modern country? You got to pick two somebodies. All right, you go first, man. Uh, we we go with with Carrie's opinion of Keith Urban, and then Thomas Rhett, who has meant a lot to country music now. Well, dude, yeah, um, I'd actually go with Thomas Rhett too. All right, my kids love Crash and Burn, thanks to thanks to their pop and nan. So, I would go yeah. Thomas Rhett um, and Keith Urban. Yeah, he he was kind of the same with with Brad Paisley. He was a little bit more of popish kind of stuff, but right. the way he was on that guitar, man, oh, that, so that was beautiful. one of the coolest things to watch. All right, that, yep. that was good. Yeah. All right, those are our two cool. that. Yeah. All right, let's go. All right, the final four, country greatest showdown slash hoedown, round one in the final four, Hank Williams Sr. versus Brooks and Dunn. Lord, I apologize. Lord, I'm sorry for doing this. It's midnight in Montgomery. I've got to vote B and D here. (laughs) Sentimentality, 
fun family story, Kalijah. Brooks and Dunn had much, 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 much more music that meant something to me growing up. Went to the Only in America tour, fantastic concert. I got to go with Brooks and Dunn too. Again, if you had two CDs in front of me and I only had to pick one, which was I going to listen to? Most of the time I would pick Brooks and Dunn more often, yes, when it gets yeah. down to it. So I would say Brooks and Dunn. All right. That I, was easier I'm, than I thought it was going to be, Dave. I know, really. I thought that was going to be a big argument. The big argument was the, the Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks. Yeah, exactly. We knew that was coming, though. All right. Right. Final four, number two, 90s versus modern. George Strait versus Carrie Underwood. I, once again, Lord, I apologize. King George is amazing. But I truly think... If you put two albums in front of me and one of them is George Strait's best greatest hits and the other one is Carrie Underwood's current album the uh, the the one that has that I sent you says if you're not listening to this you should sure um, that's the, the the gospel one like the Christian the gospel right? one and, and stuff, I, yeah I am it's called my savior I'm listening to Carrie Underwood uh, 99 times out of 100. Mm. Just because she has such an appreciation for past country. Listen to her version of I Told You So. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I love that song. I, yeah, I love her I, version of that. So her, George's music has never brought a tear to my eye. Carrie's brings a tear to my eye a lot of times I listen to it. I saw God today. The flower oh. growing through the concrete that represents the beauty of the baby having a tough time being born in the hospital. That doesn't give you the, the feels, man. It does, but it but just something here to, to me about hearing Carrie's story mm-hmm. and, and hearing Carrie's just you can tell her heart for the music and that's why i love that carrie won the modern country music bracket because carrie is an old soul when it comes to country music she might have got there a a non-traditional way but carrie is truly an old soul well that probably gave her more of an appreciation i mean more of an ability because Nothing against the folks that are that are beating the pavement and playing the bars and all that in Nashville and everything, but to be just a waitress in Oklahoma and then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, you loved it enough to be good before anyone even knew you were there. You loved it enough to sing in church before anybody even knew you were there. You weren't doing it for money, but you sung because you loved it. And now all of a sudden, you get to do what you already loved. I mean, that's a that's the America, man. Here's There's the really other nothing thing more about, American than that, right? Here's the other thing that I'm going to say for Carrie. Okay. And Adam, I'm going to make you mad saying this, probably. <laughs> Not mad's the wrong word. I'm going to disappoint you saying this. Don't make me angry. I love George Strait. But when it comes to country music, he's a one-trick pony. But when it comes to Carrie Underwood, she can do I Don't Even Know My Last Name. She can do Jesus Take the Wheel. She can do... I dug my key into the front side of his pretty little souped up four by four, you know, but George 
is Amarillo by morning. He's always check yes or no, cowboy rodeo country. Kerry can do it all. I'm voting Kerry. Okay. Okay. I, I would argue, and, and again, it comes down male to female, right? I mean, it, it's it's boy versus girl again. But I think that the before he cheats and those types of songs fall into that same kind of Miranda Lambert category. And I feel like it kind of cheapens her ability to do that kind of stuff. I almost discount that, right? Because I want to hear a story, like a deep story. I want to hear I Can Still Make Cheyenne. I want to hear Amarillo by Morning about a man that is so addicted to trying to win a rodeo that he knows he'll never win, that he lost a wife, a girlfriend, and he's literally bankrupt with nothing but the clothes he has on his back. And he can't get away from it. That's country music to me, overall. And and no offense to Carrie's latest album. And I'm I'm ninety I'm probably sixty percent only saying this because we're gonna make a good podcast and argue with each other, right? But if I want to hear hymns, I'll go turn over the Christian music station. If I want to listen to country music, it's gonna be about more than just that. So I'm not gonna base it off of like her latest album is excellent, but I don't want I want to base it off of more of just everything else, you know. But I think that with without George Strait. I don't think you could ever have a Carrie Underwood because I don't think that the foundations of country music would be strong enough to be able to support a new person coming in, giving a different take on things because the one trick ponies are the cash cows. The one trick ponies are the ones that hold everything else up so that Casey Musgraves can try new stuff with Mark Rober, whoever it was, Mark Ronson and can try pop because he's still there holding up the people that still listen to country music after all these years, despite how it's changed and everything else. So I'm going to vote George Strait because I, I would rather listen to some of that old stuff, the chair, the fireman, all of that. Because for me, country music, and, and for you too, because I know that you did it too. For me, country yeah. music was is, is literally like Trace Atkins said, songs about me. But at the same time, it's just songs about people and life. But it's the tie back to going out, dancing at Pure Country, dancing in Tuscaloosa, going to Birmingham and dancing over there. All of it was centered around that George Strait type of thing, and that's what it will always mean more to me. So, all right. So, looking at it, uh, it looks like George wins. Looking at the the people who are voting here, Wendy, Vance, Kathy, I'll say George. Looks like Brad is voting for Carrie. Bonus points for the Christmas album. Um, I don't think George ever had a Christmas album. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I, I am outplayed here. Uh, so I'm going to go, I, I guess we're going to have to say George wins. He did. He had classic Christmas, Merry Christmas straight to you, straight for the holidays. He actually had four or five. Okay. But Who knew? still, Who George knew? straight. Yeah. All right. All right so, so that sets up a fascinating final. And this is, this is Adam's personal hell. Again, <laughs> we've been there twice. I hate this so much. No, so, so I mean, you have George Strait and Brooks and Dunn for the championship. So we can take the queen off now. No offense yeah, it, to any female artists, but these are all men. So we're going to say the king of country music or king. I actually have to put parentheses S. I say, I, I said that Brooks and Dunn wins. So there we go. The king or kings of country music. What you got, Dave? How many... And I'm asking you this because I don't know. How many George Strait songs have a country line dance named after him? 
Um, named after them, none. How, all right. How many became a line dance phenomenon? Well, again, none of them were named after them, so none. But you could pretty much do a two-stepper Montgomery County cha-cha, maybe even a tush-push to a few of them. But named after it, none. How many Brooks and Dunn song became a national phenomenon? One. Heel toe, dosy do, come on, baby, let's go, yeah. boot scooting. One. How many songs are like Red Dirt Road, Only in America, My Maria, that become a national phenomenon on the song itself? You look so good I, in love. Love without end, amen. Check yes or no. Um, write this down. Give it away. Full-hearted memory. One night at a time. Baby's gotten good at goodbye. Carried away. When B and D retired, let's fall to pieces together. When B and D retired, did the world of country music? as they knew it stop until they basically came back together as a group when straight retired country music went on unfortunately i hate to say it but and it went, as, on, it went on without both of them though as vance says didn't b and b and d break up yes but they're back together now yeah, um because I, the, the solo act didn't work for ronnie dunn so right i, I got back I'm, together i'm voting brooks and dunn here okay just because um, I think without Brooks and Dunn, there is no 90s country. Without George Strait, someone else steps up into that solo artist category. Yeah. I, I don't think there I don't think that there if somebody would have stepped up, they would have been making country music and just not been as popular. I, I don't think there is I don't think you can replace either one of them. Um, but I think at the same time, there were other duos out there. Again, Brooks and Dunn were on that same kind of edge as Garth Brooks, a little bit, a little rock, a little country, you know, a little bit of, of walking that fine line and doing it very successfully. Don't get me wrong. And my Maria, every time you say that, it's going to make me want to vote for them. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I have to, I have to go with George Strait overall, just because of the fact that the, the, body of work i think meant more for country music at the time and and you, you mentioned how he's kind of a one-trick pony i don't think that's inaccurate but i mean 2019 the guy was still cutting albums i mean honky talk time machine came out it wasn't and, great no it wasn't great um but he's still out there he's still trying brooks and dunn said you know let's try something different you know kicks does those radio shows now those radio countdowns yeah. and stuff for the NASCAR network or whatever it is, right? The, the Z-Max country or whatever it is. And, right. and Ronnie Dunn made a few solo albums that didn't work. Let's get back together and try it again, you know? Um, so they're still both active. But, um, but I think that George Strait, the again, the foundation that he laid overall, I think set the stage for everybody that came after him. And I don't think that he was a Garth Brooks in the way that he set a bar that other people were trying to reach, but he was just the understated guy who was consistent. And I think that consistency did more for country music than, than any other act who may have tried several different things or anybody else that was even consistent themselves would have done. So I'm going with King George. All right. That looks like I am outvoted again on the show. Uh, most of the group is saying King George. So 
King George but, wins. But I think, but it's it's like we said overall. I think with the Superman Cap thing, and not to cop out, but with the Superman Cap thing, we we all the vote went for Cap. But everybody kind of agreed that when you talk Marvel, you talk DC. Those were the two, right? Right. And I think it's the same thing with this. When you think duos in country music, you think Brooks and Dunn before anybody else, you know, or groups. You think them before anybody else, before Rascal Flatts, before Black Hawk, before Diamond Rio. You know, they're the first one that comes to mind. When you think solo acts, a Garth or a George, I think George is going to be one of the first people most folks think of, at least for the next 20 years until the Luke Combs of the world take over. But I... um I think we could both say that this was the way the final should have been overall. Yeah, I could agree. I could agree. So, I think you could have thrown Alabama in there over Brooks and Dunn. I mean, you, you could have. I, I don't think you could have thrown anything, anybody in there over George Strait. Yeah, I don't um, think you could have, no. Strait's, uh, George Strait is, pardon the movie pun, pure country. Sure. Yep. So and that that's that's my that's my cup of tea most times when I have to pick, but I but I think overall I think you know it's like I said though my Maria is almost in itself the perfect country song at the same time, you know one of the perfect ones and so it, I'm not mad at them being in there and I could go that way probably if you if if we did this show five times I might pick them two and George three you know yeah uh, so. by the way one of the modern country artists that we didn't put in here that I'm shocked we didn't even bring up Blake Shelton. Oh yeah, Blake Shelton. Yeah, yeah. Take it you're not a fan. No, I, I like Blake Shelton. I mean, I don't mind his stuff. I like Old Red. That was a good song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Blake uh, Shelton. Yeah, Adam. If they want to call the show and get a hold of the show, how would they do that? They would call six five zero UAB show. Spell it out on your keypad. You'll hear a message followed by a beep. Thank you, Dave. And uh, leave a message about a question, a hot take, um, something you just want to discuss, a story to share, and we will play it on the show every single time. 650-UAB-SHOW. Or you can interact with us on the socials. Dave, how do they do that? Instagram, at Unrelated at Birth. I'm at DAdams419. He is at Run Tide Run. Facebook, join the Unrelated at Birth listener group. We have a lot going on there every day. There's a lot of stuff going on. In fact, if you look in there right now, Jeffrey is uh, is basically backing himself up, saying that Eric Church and Luke Bryan look the same with sunglasses on. Uh, but anyway, uh, also like us on Facebook, Unrelated uh, at Birth. Uh, Twitter, I'm at DAdams409. He is at Run Tide Run, even though he's not very active, but he's on there. Um, I'm only on Twitter for, for certain things. I'm not going to yeah. have much posted, so. The show is at Not Related Bros. Once again, remember patreon.com backslash unrelated at birth. If we have 11 patrons, I will chug this crappy bourbon and I won't sing for a month. This show, you got a lot of singing. Yeah, you guys I'm, missed your chance. <laughs> this I is where it would have made a difference. <laughs> unapologetic. Vance Cope says, Where was Billy Ray Cyrus? Wait till after we do the show on the live. We're going to play out that 90s country bracket really quick. But to that, I respond, exactly. <laughs> you'll, you'll see why on the bracket, on the, the group. Uh, anyway, guys, that was our show. That was our Bracket Madness. Next week, you will hear from Kerry Loney from his trip report. I was on that trip, so you will hear from both of us. Um, and then, I don't know. What do we have? I, I don't know what we're going to be talking about. We've been putting up. so much effort into these brackets, man. I don't know what we're going to talk. We'll think of something, though. We always uh, do. Brad Toon says, I protest the lack of country con Canadian content. I agree, Paul Brandt. There will be Just two wait. Canadians. There will be two Canadians on the on the nineties country bracket that will be on the 
post show. So stick around on YouTube. Uh, anyway, guys, we love y'all. Help us think of stuff to do for the coming weeks. Besides this trip report with Carrie, we're at a loss. We put five straight weeks of Bracket Madness Challenge. We don't know what to do next. I mean, do, do we talk about... Uh, we we got to talk about the Snyder Cut. Yeah, we, we could do that. We're so, several weeks behind, but we could do that. Yeah, maybe maybe we got to watch that Kong Godzilla thing. I've already watched it. Eh. Okay. Eh. All right. Anyway, guys, we love y'all. We truly mean it. Adam, take him home. Yeah, guys, thank you again for giving us some time out of your week. We appreciate it like always. And we love you, but not as much as Jesus does. Be kind to one another. Stay safe out there, and we will catch you next week. Bye.